Welcome to the Center for Grassland Studies podcast series. I'm your host, Margo McKendry, Program Coordinator for the Center. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Dan Rasmussen, an educator, range consultant, and rancher from Belvedere, South Dakota. Our topic today is the South Dakota Grassland Coalition. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Margo. Dan, I understand you have considerable experience with the South Dakota Grassland Coalition. I was wondering if we could start out with you telling us a bit about what the coalition is about, as well as its purpose, please. Well, I started with the, on the board a year after it began in 1998. And so I was on the board for 20 years before uh, resigning because of, the, of a grant that the board had so I could manage the grant to promote grazing schools and uh, follow up range consulting to the grazing school. So to answer your question, the Grassland Coalition's main objective is to improve and expand grasslands and do this through education. So the Grassland Coalition sponsors three grazing schools every summer in South Dakota. In June, we have one in the wall. It's a three-day school. In September, uh, we have one in uh, Chamberlain. And then now, this is the first year we're putting one on in Watertown as well. Since the main objective is, is preserving grasslands, the Grassland Coalition does this through education. Now, you mentioned the grazing school. I was wondering if you could expand on that topic, as well as talk to us about how the South Dakota Grassland Coalition is involved with that. The South Dakota Grassland Coalition has been sponsoring grazing schools since 2002, I believe, or three. And we have known from the time we put on the first grazing school, it was clear that people that attend would really be benefited by having a follow-up program so that when they go home, a consultant would, would come to their ranch and help them implement the practices that were covered at the grazing school. One of the hardest things probably for uh, people to do is to, to get started and do that first thing. At the grazing school, we teach people the importance of starting with one practice, one thing, build one fence and observe, and then build another fence or two more, three more, four more the next year, and to start a rotational grazing program. That is the basis for, for this. And uh, we are we have a CCG, Collaborative Conservation Grant, that uh, is helping fund this program and now we have 72 ranches involved and eight consultants. Perfect. Can you talk to us about your role in the grazing school follow-up program please? Yeah, my role in the grazing school follow-up program is I manage the half of the grant that funds the follow-up program. So half of the grant is uh, dedicated to communications and the other half is to education and follow-up program. I uh, was involved on the committee that started the, the pilot program for the grazing school follow-up program. And when we were able to get a grant to carry the program out, then I applied and became the manager of that grant. So that's my role. Uh, I'm also a consultant and I work on rant with ranchers. I uh, set up workshops and um, <clears throat> and grazing schools with help, of course. The Grassland Coalition is all about partners and uh, I don't do anything or very little of the education alone. It is mainly, we have committees and we work together. <clears throat> I do a lot of the work for uh, putting together workshops, but with the grazing schools, we have a team 
and uh, it's a great team. Seems like we get a little better every year. The education, I can narrow down the workshops we have to three categories, grazing, ballistic resource management, and low-stress livestock handling. So for the last uh, three years now, since, um, since, since I've been managing this grant, I've put together workshops that focus on those three things. <clears throat> Your very own Dr. Tom Nossinger from Binkelman has been doing a roadshow for us across the state for the last three years. We go to five different towns during the week, and he puts on a one-day program in low-stress livestock handling. We've been working with Joshua Ducart from North Dakota and Tara, and they are putting on HRM courses, three-day courses across the state. These, along with the grazing school, bring together this kind of a sweet spot of low-stress livestock handling, grazing planning, and whole ranch planning with HRM. And would you say that those are some of the major grazing principles and practices that are emphasized in the program then? Well, that's a, you know, a, another topic. And when a, a consultant like myself goes to a ranch that has been to the grazing school, first thing we do is put together maps. So I'll, I'll build maps, uh, print them, and good ranch maps that are, you know, two feet by three feet. So you can lay them out on a table and, and take a erasable Sharpie and start drawing in potential fences and water points and water lines and, uh, <clears throat> and that kind of thing. Next, I do a resource inventory and uh, South Dakota has a spreadsheet called Grazing Tool. It's a really powerful Excel spreadsheet. It works with web soil survey, so we can upload <clears throat> data into it and um, come up with stocking rates. I do a feed and forage balance sheet on this spreadsheet for the ranch and a grazing plan. It sounds pretty comprehensive, actually. There's a lot of work put into what you're providing for folks. Yeah, there is. It's good work and, and it's productive. With those tools, then, then we can ask the question, what do we do next? And all the consultants sit with the ranchers and find out what their goals are, help them establish a vision and proceed accordingly. Every ranch is unique. And we don't ever go to a ranch and tell them how to manage or what kind of a grazing plan they need. It is based solely on their resources. And that gives them, kind of empowers them to do their management down the road. Can you share some success stories of the program that you've seen over the years? Yes. So I was going to you know, do a case study with a ranch uh, north of Rapid City. And these are the kind of operations that <clears throat> is pretty typical. Riley has a number of different resources going on. He's got soils people, other range consulting, you know, with NRCS. He's been through the the ranching for profit school, so he's in contact with the owner, you know, Dallas Mount. And I come along at his request, you know, and um, as a consultant and my goal is to sit at the table as a partner. So we pull all of his resources together and all work together to, you know, empower the, the ranch to have a better grazing plan and whole ranch planning. They have uh, changed their management, you know, thanks to for his, you know, his passion for, for grazing and implemented a rotational grazing program. So now he's gone from in the last five years from season-long grazing to a rotation, he's pretty much quit feeding hay in the winter. His pastures are absorbing water instead of the water running off. 
because he's he's leaving litter and he's creating organic matter and to see how you, know, you can drive down the road and see the difference um, in his place. These are these are real successes. He, his effective rainfall is just going up every year. I mean, the amount of rainwater that actually goes into the ground instead of running down the creek. That does have to be very empowering for a rancher to see those types of changes taking place in their operation. And like you said, especially when you can drive down the road and see them. Yeah, and not only that, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's working with nature. It is seeing the, the land getting a healing and, and getting better. It's also <clears throat> helping his bottom line. Riley went from spending a dollar twenty-five a day on feeding cows in the wintertime to about 30 cents. That's pretty incredible. That's great. That's impressive. Yes. What have you learned about grazing and ranch management as a consultant over the years? In 1990, I went through a program called the Bootstraps. It was in my county, and Bootstraps started here in Millet County, and then it spread across several states back then. But that was an eye-opener for me. <clears throat> I had several aha moments when I started seeing the impact that rotational grazing can have on native rangeland. That was when I started learning, and I haven't stopped. Every ranch I go to and work with, I learned something new. And that is one of the fun things about this job is that I know it's never, it is never going to stop. Having a practice in place and observing and, and replanning, and that is called adaptive management. And <clears throat> working with nature, which is a very complex system, that seems to be the most productive approach, but you'll never stop learning. There's always a new thing. Uh, working with animals, there's always, they're always teaching you something new. It's very satisfying. That's a good concept for folks to keep in mind. It is a, a lifelong adventure in a way. Absolutely. Now, Dan, before we get ready to close out this session, is there anything else you'd like to add about the South Dakota Grazing Coalition? Well, the coalition is a, made up of landowners and people that manage rangeland. And so one of the requirements to be on the board, there are nine board members. Um, I'm an employee with the board. Their goal has been my goal for a long time is to help people improve their rangeland. The fact that grass is one of the most important assets and environmental assets that we have in our world is, I think, something that we all actually realize how important it is. But the, the more I'm around rangeland and healthy soil, the more I realize that this is like the crown jewel in the world here. There's probably a lot of jewels in the crown, but this is certainly one of them. And uh, we're in charge of it. We can either make it better and bring it to what nature intended, because nature fixes all the problems that we create. If we, if we just watch and learn and observe, we can, we can fix all these things like bare ground, and low organic matter, invasive species. So that's, again, learning all the time, but this is, uh, this is a very complex uh, world we live in, um, native rangeland, and we're all going to be learning for our lifetime. Dan, I want to thank you again for taking time to visit with me today. Mm -hmm. I hope that folks have learned a little bit about the Grazing School follow-up program, as well as the South Dakota Grassland Coalition. I will mention that Dan will be making a presentation entitled Grazing Education, the South Dakota Grassland Coalition Model, 
As part of the Nebraska Grazing Conference taking place August 9, 10, and 11 in Kearney, Nebraska. To learn more about the conference or to register, go to grassland.unl.edu. Thank you for listening.